0: Gary v oh there he Gary. is what's Gary. up man? what's up what's good Lou
1: how's it going my man
0: really well bro, I'm so sad this is our like actual first time meeting. I feel like we've been the Adam, worst. Adam Adam connect, told me to hit you up uh like when I first started music, I feel like and we've been like friends since then like online and texting each other but like we've never gotten to meet and now this damn
2: it's a it's a good you know, bridge
0: so what it actually to, happens,
2: it's gonna be such a good soon. hug in real life. i, I know wait. i know
0: how are you so welcome to in my feels thank you we're like a podcast all about just what we're feeling anything anxieties i wanted to ask you like off the just from the start of it um, how are you feeling and how's how's everything going on in your world?
2: I'm feeling uncomfortably optimistic. And and I think that that's like an interesting tone because I don't want to, to come across tone deaf because in the last, you know, 12 hours, you know, I was born in this former Soviet Union and come from that kind of descent. And, you know, last 12 hours, my parents have told me about two of their, not necessarily best friends, but people they knew from the old country Who've literally passed from coronavirus because they were in their 70s and had other complications, and so it it feels you know for everybody's listening. I don't want to come across awkward or tone deaf because there's so much difficulty going around. However, I I have a funny feeling knowing you know like this needs to be a transparent show and like transparently, I'm optimistic as fuck. Like I How think. How do that- you stay that way? I think it's, um, so there's a lot of things that happen there. One, I think that's DNA. Like I just genuinely think certain, pe- you know, people are born with certain traits. I think it's parenting. I think my mom definitely instilled an uncomfortable level of uh, self-confidence in me. So I feel like I can. Um, I, think, I think I'm think i an old soul. Like I always hung out with like 90 year olds. Yeah. Me I always too. Hung- like yeah. 12 and
0: hanging out. Yeah, with like 90 year olds. Yeah, I feel you.
2: And so I really, it took me a long time, probably with a lot of things that have gone on with my internet popularity, led me to like think about my childhood more. And I was like, right, like I used to go to the playground because I'm an 80s kid, you'd go outside and play. It was different, right? Right. So you go outside and like somebody's grandfather would be visiting them and instead of playing basketball with my friends, I'd go sit on the bench and shoot the shit with the grandfather. Like, tell me about the 50s, you know, like I was very into that and so, the answer to your question is gratitude and perspective. You know, I, you know, and you know this, I've hit you up on DM through the last couple years. Anytime I see you post something that might make me say, wait a minute, I hope, you know, hope she's not too down because my God, what blessings, what kind of gifts she's been given creatively. You know, she's so fucking young, you know, like, Fuck those boys who gives a shit. Like, you know, like, like, like you know, like, 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 I, I, that's where I go though, Noah. Like, I go into like, man, if, like, if people could put shit in perspective, like, think about this. I could tell you one thing, probably why I'm so optimistic is so many people have gotten a perspective check. Like, all of a sudden, you don't give a shit if you, like, don't have your favorite new outfit or, or miss that concert. Like, when right. things go basic like they are now, people go into gratitude. There's somebody who used to complain about the barista putting in the wrong milk in their coffee, who's now got a grandmother on a, a, a ventilator. Like, like you know, like shit gets corrected. The shit mm-hmm. we cry about gets adjusted. And I would argue the reason I'm optimistic is I think people are gonna be more grateful. I mean when I think about the youth that's probably listening to this podcast, when you finally get to summer season and you go to a fucking music festival, you're going to hug your best friend a little tighter. You know, that music on stage is going to sound a little better, right? Mm -hmm. Like that fucking like alcohol you snuck in is going to taste a little better. Right? Like, like it's just going to, you know, I think people are going to be grateful on the back end of this a little bit more. I also think people are being thoughtful. Like, it, it also has connections. Look, you and I, too, like you said, have been talking for 18 months, I think, on DM, sending love each other's way. And, like, A, you know, obviously we want to meet in person, but like, I would have
0: never had, I never have time. I'm busy as fuck. So I know it wouldn't, we wouldn't have met if had Adam, he had that meeting with you. So, the way for everybody listening, the way Gary and I know each other is my manager that I've had and known since I was, he's been my manager since I was 15, family, friends since I was 12. He had a meeting with Gary and somehow I came up in the conversation and Adam was just like, I think you really need to get connected with Gary. Like I just have a feeling he's going to be such a positive light on your life. And like, he has so much advice from you, which at the time was content, 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 like just create, create, create. And that's what we did. I made so much music. I went to the studio all the time. Luke can tell you I have probably eight albums if I wanted to put them out. And I don't, but 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 we have that that so I created, I created, I created, and you told me, or you told Adam to do that. And and um I actually when when I do mental health panels and I speak, Gary, and and somebody asks me a question that I feel like is out of my knowledge, or it's about I, I'm depressed because I want to do this in school, but I don't want to tell my family or I want to do this, but my family doesn't want to do this. And I kind of sometimes say, honestly, I don't have the answers, but my friend Gary V go check his page out. And hopefully he can help you out with this. Cause maybe that can be just something he can help you out with a little more because like, that advice, the stuff that, like, I've just, like, studied, like, ever since Adam told me to watch your videos, like, I've been one of those people to watch your videos, and whenever I don't really know the answers, I'm a singer, I don't know business, I didn't go to college, I didn't, like, I, like, I just got my high school diploma, and I hopped in the studio, you know, so, which, how do you also, I want to know your thoughts on that after, but I, I feel like, I just wanted you to know, like, when I also feel like, people come to me and there's this question that like I don't I don't want to give an answer. I'm just bullshitting,
2: you know? By the way, no, you'll appreciate this. Me neither. I think one of the reasons so many people, you know, what's going on with me is happening is I stay in my fucking lane too. Like and I, I love you, it. You know, you know, like I I have, you know, no different than you have the ability to produce incredible music. Like I have the ability to like feel people, but I'm also an entrepreneur. So like you know, without the entrepreneurial DNA, I probably would have been a great psychologist and would have loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. or, or an anthropologist or, you know, I, I if I loved animals a little more and was a little non-entrepreneurial, I'd probably be in the hills of Peru studying like weird goats for 40 years. You know, like I love studying behavior. Um, I appreciate, and again, knowing enough of your fan base of who might be listening to this, I especially gravitate towards 12 to 25 because there's so much insecurity and I'm all about like, fuck that. Like, like look at it this way, which all of a sudden changes everything. And and you know, you can't get that advice a lot of times from your parents or even your older sibling because you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, you know, it just is what it is. Like one day, don't worry about that. One day you'll look at, but you're like, fuck you, mom. Like, you know, that's just where you're at in your head and that third party voice and then the other thing is i don't pamper either you know like one of the things that i think i have this balance of like honey and 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 candor right like i'm, I'm i there's a lot of empathy and compassion and sweetness but then there's a lot of like jersey big brother shit that's like yo fuck you stop being a kid I, which is what i like
0: in your videos <laughs> like i love i love whenever people come to you and like your tour did you call it a tour when you go on is it a tour for you yeah (laughs) on your tours I I, I don't my musical language um but but I I just love how straight up you are and like how open you are about like shit with people with their parents that they might be dealing with and Lou I don't know what you were gonna say but that was something that is a big question people come to me for that I didn't really know the answer to that you kind of taught me like you know it's okay that I don't have the answers but my friend right. Gary does and yeah. that's what's so great about like being positive and like friends with people and like actually having good vibes towards somebody is I don't have the answer so go check my friend out and, <laughs> and he'll have the answer and it's not like this world of like selfishness where I you know, agree yes so I do that's, that's where where I just like there was this time whenever Adam showed me like who Gary was and who you were. And I just really like, I don't know. It's like made the biggest impact I swear. And I was that I'm only 20, but I've had, I've had anxiety and depression and body dysmorphia since I was around 11 or 12. And I kind of made that breakthrough, I would say around, I don't know a little after I met Lou, which was what,
1: uh, we met probably January of last year,
0: so probably by July of yeah. last year i I started having a little bit of a switch up and of course I still you know I'm an of artist course, of artists course. have their their feelings, their feelings yeah. Yeah. And, and and every everybody is entitled to having their anxiety their depressions there
2: a hundred
0: it was very hard for me i had i had only self-doubt and I was um uh, I couldn't really look in a mirror. I just didn't have any
2: confidence. Yeah, um, I get it. I get it. I really get it. And it's like, it's crazy because a lot of times we don't see ourselves the way the outside world sees us, right? <laughs> like, like, and, and it comes from a lot, it's just, it's chance. Again, one thing that I always tell people is like, look, some of this is just chance chemical shit. Like it's just real life. It's just like, you're born that quote unquote way. I think on the flip side, it's about p- pounding your skull with with a lot of true practical positivity. Plus, we all grow up differently. Like you're the younger sister of a child star. Like yeah. who kn- who knows what that's doing, but it's definitely doing something different than if it wasn't. And by the way, if it wasn't, that could have been fine too. Like you know, I one of the things I always try to tell people is like that. You can't blame your circumstance because you weren't in control. I have a lot of people that tell, like, literally, I'll, when I'm on quote unquote tour or when I'm doing my videos or doing Q and A shows. First person calls mad at their parents for having no money, right? Next person calls mad at their parents for having too much money, like you know. Next person calls parents didn't love them much. Next person calls mad at their parents loving them too much, like like you know. There's so many circumstances, and you can take any circumstance. And and see the good or the bad in it, and it becomes a game of life is how you see it, and it becomes a game of people actually caring about you and having those conversations to rewire perspective. And what's crazy is when the breakthrough happens, it happens like once you once you start seeing shit a different way, and it's usually accountability. Noah, the number one thing that leads to happiness is actually accountability. Because when you think it's everybody else's fault, you go into victim and you think you're helpless and you think you're fucked when you're like, ah, you know what? I need to fucking buckle up and I'm being a little lazy here or I or I'm not I'm not I'm not being grateful enough for my uncle or whatever it might be. When you start becoming accountable, and you start feeling in charge, in control and shit gets really interesting. Lou, you're going to say something earlier?
1: No, I was going to I was going to tip back to the, you know, my key for happiness is appreciation. And I'm talking like I've dissected appreciation to such a fine net. Like I have water right now, like because I remember I'm the same, you know.
2: Bro, I'm the yeah. same way. I so get that, bro. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I woke up and nobody died that I love. Today's the fucking best. Meanwhile, yeah. you lose money. Something yeah. gets fucked up. And listen, I have a thousand employees at VaynerMedia, and I'm the last line of defense. It's my company. Yeah. I'm the CEO. So every like every person that has COVID in my company. My problem, the woman that flew in from Singapore when she was five months pregnant for a meeting and went into premature labor and has been stuck in America since like my problem right like leaky, leaky roof in our Chattanooga, Tennessee office my problem like it's just problems, but if yeah. you're grateful, you know how to you know know it Noah, in your world like I watched some of my friends sort of biggest artists in the world, and like the the tours not selling as well as they wanted mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, you have a fucking tour. yeah Yeah. like like you know how awesome that is and i'm with you on that lou like like water is a fucking blessing because Mm. i'm on the i'm a well member for charity water and there's an entire fucking continent where people walk seven miles
0: to get clean water
2: yeah
0: and that's where i think right now i've been feeling extremely grateful in that sense and you know ever since like i really met lou we've had like some really deep level conversations about like what we're grateful for and stuff but I think everything that's going on in the world right now especially like um just like I feel extra grateful like what you guys are saying for water like whenever I'm just driving from my house to my mom's house to go pick up the groceries that got ordered and I see the homeless and I'm like, they're not protect, they're not able to protect themselves from this virus. And I think about the people on other continents that do have to, you know, that aren't able to protect themselves, that aren't in a cleaner environment, that don't get to go home to a home that's just themselves, that don't go to a home period, that there's so much that I also, since I can't change every single thing, I can raise awareness and I can try to help and I can do my part, but, that's where I, you know, with, without gratitude and without being grateful, like, I feel like I'm completely helpless to them, you know, because I, I feel like we take such little things for granted, um, some, and, and it's just something that this right now, like, especially, like, I've just, like, Really opened my eyes to how much like makes me
2: happy. We we have to we so great have before. we have to, we have to make compassion and sympathy and empathy and gratitude cool as cool as going to Coachella and fucking mm-hmm. having Yeezys. Like we have to, and that's the legacy that I think you know. I, I think that's the legacy of this next generation. They have the potential to take some of these words and genuinely make them. and and, and it is about making them cool it is about making them cool because that is the framework until you're fucking 30 for almost everybody.
0: I have a question that, that I think a lot of my listeners will want to know. And I'm sure you get asked this frequently and I kind of, I asked it in the beginning kind of, but I just wanted to like touch further. because This is such a frequent question is how does somebody that's dealing with with mental health issues that wants to pick a profession that their family doesn't want them to pick or they mm. want they're having anxiety about going to college because they're not going to have friends or this is like all of a lot, a lot of my big yeah no questions i get it that I, I don't have the answer to what it how do you start that question with with a, with a, with your parents that when you have mental health issues or you you want to be different yeah, Different, different profession, I think is a big, yeah. big issue that, that a lot of my fans are afraid oh, to go. I'm,
2: I'm, I get bombarded with that, especially non-Americans. When you go into India and Asia, like they get so much pressure to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Here's my take and I've seen it play out and I've spent a lot of time on this issue. Uh, I believe that people need to seriously think about the following. You can either appease and make your parents happy in the short term while you're unhappy, and then you're gonna be 41 and resent the living shit out of your parents, and then you're gonna fight your parents, or you can fight your parents now for 24, 36 months and have a great relationship forever. Most kids love their parents subconsciously or consciously so much that they're willing to do something they don't want to do to make their parent happy. It's actually a very sweet thing. There's obviously some kids where their parents are like, if you don't go do this, we won't pay for college. And they're like, oh fuck, what do I do? But a lot Which of kids- I had
0: a friend like that growing up. I had yeah, a friend and, like that, yeah. And, and, and it uh, was very hard for her.
2: Yeah, and so like a couple things. One, there's so many ways to play this. Let's talk about the friend who doesn't wanna do the thing, but their parents say, if you don't do this thing, we don't pay for college. On some real shit, this is crazy advice. I'm like, cool, take the money, and fucking bullshit. I'm not kidding. That's actually the answer. Like, like, take the fucking money and and college is a fucking vacation to begin with. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, college agreed. is a fucking vacation. I was edu- gonna ask
0: you what are your thoughts on
2: You're talking to a DNF student who barely got out of high school, Noah. Like, okay. I think I think college work and high school and and the way education works in America and a lot of other parts of the world, they it works for some, which is amazing. I'm super happy for people that love high school and love going to college and know how to play the game and get A's and B's and get a job. Great. Unfortunately, if you're entrepreneurial or creative, you're completely fucked.
0: I I couldn't handle school. I was homeschooled from the, from the eighth or ninth grade until I got my diploma. And, and yeah, no, I I, was, I, I like I, consider like taking online classes for fun. Like sometimes, like whenever- Well, yeah, because you're interested in it. Cause you're interest, yeah, because
2: you're interested in it. I was Louis, like, yeah, say? I
0: kind of want to take something like, I don't know, just- For fun, like whenever I go on tour, just to keep my brain working. Why not? Like, why not just take a class? But that's
2: but that's you choosing. That you're interested in. Oh, I'm a little bit more interested in balancing my checkbook now. I'm more interested in how to, you know, like 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 yarn work. I'm more interested in architecture than I used to be because I went on tour to Europe and I didn't realize buildings look like this. You're picking, not you've got to fucking hit the like. I had a passion. 2 years of language in fucking high school like to graduate i'm like i fucking suck at language like you know like so i don't know i think i think i think education fucks with a lot of kids almost every grown up who's 45 whether they were successful or not tells you it didn't fucking matter almost all of them almost all of them yeah uh, and and i tell kids a couple things one it's vacation anyway so go to college have the best time ever take fucking finance cuz your parents told you to mail it in, get D's and F's or C's or whatever the fuck you have to get. And then when you're 22 and still young as fuck, go figure out your life and go have a good time. And people don't think that way. They're like, oh, if I go to college for architecture, I'm gonna be an architect. Like it's fucking robotic. No, it's not. Almost nobody (laughs) does what they do in college. So A, don't make it so heavy. B, if that's not the case and it's more just pressure that they're putting on you, I think it's important to speak, to change the conversation to happiness. Parents are scared. Most parents come from a place of fear. So the advice they give their children is based on defense, not offense. They don't let them chase happiness. They make them chase what they think they're gonna make money in. And it's fucked up and it fucks up a lot of people. And I think kids should either go one of two routes, mail it in and just do it, but don't give a fuck or have the tough conversation up front Know that it's going to be shitty for 24 months, but at least at 35, 32, 28, 26, you're going to have a great relationship forever because every kid that does what their parents wanted to and they hate that thing and then they do that for a living always resents their parents and the relationship goes to shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I always have a, let's um, see, now because of I left school when I was 16. Um, I mean, I had jobs since the age of 12. I always had a, a hustling mentality because of my upbringing. My my mom always encouraged me, you know, just make your own money, go out there and and do your thing. As long as, as long as you can pay your bills, I am good either way. Which is an encouragement for, for and I was also a middle child too, so the kind of forgotten one, which teaches you, you know, the responsibilities. But I have a spiritual approach now, where you know, back to you know, in my fields, uh, uh, you know, I firmly believe everything on the inside, emotions, thoughts, all that type of stuff creates your whole outside exterior. That's why I, I have a, a innate ability to read people based off of what the things they have around them or the people they have around them. And I'm just bringing the, a more spiritual approach. Of course, approach to the, I get it. Con-
2: it's context.
1: The con- That's, yeah.
2: I, I, I so agree with that, Lou. Uh, back to in your fields, I think one thing that people need to think about is getting quiet. One thing that I've noticed, Noah, that a lot of people are struggling with, like if a young guy is making some money, oh, he's an entrepreneur, he's going to be a fucking baller. Uh, a young woman's pretty and they're getting pop, you know, positive reinforcement. I've noticed that Positive reinforcement becomes a vulnerability to negative reinforcement. It one does. of the things I thought, you know, one of the things that I, you know, think about a ton is if you're addicted to the positive feedback, you know, the cheering on stage that you feel. I definitely know I feel like a high when I get ten thousand people clapping as I'm talking. Uh, uh, people saying you're hot or you're fucking cool or whatever, then you get very vulnerable to when it goes the other way. One of the things that's really worked for me is silence, when somebody says, I mean, if you go on my Instagram account right now, the latest comment is, you're the goat, and the next comment is, you're full of shit, right? And, and if neither one of them, if neither one of them penetrate you, then you can win. I see a lot of people dismiss people as trolls or haters when they give negative feedback, but when somebody's saying you're fucking epic or pretty or awesome, they love that. That unfortunately makes them vulnerable. To me, it's actually being silent to both and being in your fucking feels, in your own head. You love you for you. You keep it quiet as fuck. That keeps you right in the middle. Never too high, never too low. I've seen that work for a lot of people when they've heard that from me, say, fuck, okay, let me not get as high on the positive comments, which has allowed them to combat the negativity, and I've noticed that a lot in high school and and social media dynamics. When you actually get to a place, when you don't get up on the positive. I was going to ask,
0: what's your advice for that for 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 people that aren't that aren't as open to the to, to yeah and to the world like that don't have millions of followers and don't go s- talk to ten thousands of people that just. The, our are home and going to school and dealing with comments from bullies and everything. How? Because I answer this question I got all the one time, but I, it's kind of one. nice to ask somebody else. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes. I got one. Let's start with negative feedback and bullies. This is why I want to make compassion and sympathy and empathy the most powerful words to this next generation. And this is hard. If 14 year old Sarah and 16 year old Rick are listening right now, when they think of the person that's fucking with them, making fun of them, spreading rumors, It's hard at that youth to have the compassion, empathy, and sympathy for the person that's fucking shitting on you. But it's the truth. If somebody is a negative person in high school, shitting on people, spreading rumors, bullying, they're the most hurt in the whole fucking high school. Yeah. 1000 the 100%. So believe it or not, the way I think you push back on that is actually compassion. It's actually feeling bad for the it girl who's shitting on you because she's actually insecure as fuck. Cool, she had a good little moment and she looks good, but deep down, she's fragile as fuck and that's why she's manifesting all this negativity. And when when you realize that as the one getting picked on, you actually get happy, not sad. You actually start realizing, and it's your world, listen, I'm 44, but high school feels like two seconds ago. I remember every fucking day of it, right? Like, like it's your world. Like, you're listening to this and you're like, that's a little heady. Like, I still got three years of this fucking high school shit. But the reality is, again, for little Ricky in fucking high school right now, brother, I'm telling you right now, you know, for for Karen right now, sophomore year, like, I'm telling you right now on some real shit. That person that's fucking with you is way sadder than you. Way sadder. Yeah. It may look good. They might have the hot guy boyfriend right now, but on some real shit, they're fucking broken inside.
1: Because it's because people love to project the way they feel about themselves on someone else to make 100. them feel the same. And and, and I think it boils down to I always tell Noah this uh, is a section on you, you know uniqueness. Factually, I, I, you know, factually, spiritually, we there's only one of any of us in the whole entire universe. Every single person on the planet is the most unique essence that has ever existed and has ever going. There's only ever going to be one of you. And until we kind of understand that we are the commanders of our own ship and we need to take control. And I understand, you know, the anxieties and, you know, my head used to feel heavier than my body. I used to, because it was just weighed down with so much shit. And then I started to uncondition the conditioning of everything I've ever been taught and started to realize again, back to the appreciation, you know, I have a warm bed. I have a roof over my head. I have a beautiful daughter who is five months old. There's so many on the on My God, level. Daughter. Like, My goddaughter. Like, I'm living in a house that I never, I always dreamed about. And you know. The, and
2: it, by the it, way, it, and by the way, Lou, to add to the, everybody's listening, and if you're not as blessed right now, and Lou worked hard to get to this moment, if you're shitting in a, if you're literally listening to this while you're in a shitty fucking room, where you're fucking, parents are fucking throwing punches at each other outside and your fucking sister's anorexic and your brother's fucking coke the fuck out. In that, there's the ability to be appreciative. The fact that you're even, let me start with this. This is very meta. The fact that you're even listening to this because you adore Noah means you're already thoughtful. There's a lot of fucking artists to be following. I, I pay attention to a ton of shit. The fact that you are listening to this podcast already means you're a more thoughtful kid than the masses. I yeah. believe that, I actually believe that. So A, the gratitude of you of wisdom, even though you don't realize it right now because you chose to follow Noah and chose Sorry, to- Sorry, you're him. making me laugh,
0: you're just making me smile, like this is, you're you're great. Thank you though, but I actually believe it because I really watch
2: and I really watch like who builds what kind of fan bases off of what. I just know, I know the kid on the other line of this and I'm proud of them. They don't even realize it yet, their wisdom is real. They gravitated towards you because of what you put out there. I know how that sits in popular culture. I would just tell them that like, again, to build off of what Lou's saying, you know, when when I fucking, when I bought a 500, I bought my first car at a garage sale for 500 bucks and I was grateful as fuck. It broke down every other day, but I was grateful. And even though now I can afford any car I want, it was the fact that I was grateful for the $500 car that actually got me to the place of where I can afford anything I wanted. And fuck things, by the way, real quick, the next chapter that we have to push is happiness, not money. Yeah. Making 72,000 a year and being happy as fuck is way better than making $800,000 a year and being miserable as shit.
1: Yeah. It's because people have this notion of, you know, if I reach a certain target, therefore I'm going to be happy. But if you're not Never happy happens. before you reach it, you're not going to be happy when you get it. There's a way you- now I'm, I'm so ha- I already know what's instilled in me that makes me happy. And again, like back to the spiritual Never. thing, thoughts, emotions become things I, I can surrender. I can sit in my house and surrender my emotions and my thoughts so that people knock on my door and we start working together. Like things like that that's how much of a, of a playing field I'm trying to get on in terms of almost no mind, instead of thinking, no. overthinking shit, unthinking shit. So therefore no, I, I can just completely focus exactly what I'm doing. And, and this is the, the, the teachings that I bring for, for Noah too, is, you know, is we have to start living in the now, we don't have a past or a future, everything is created now. And I feel like those where the anxieties and the stresses and You know, even when coming on board with Noah, you know, there's this notion amongst artists that the only way they can create is in pain, and I'm trying to show them you can create in happiness just as successfully. Yeah, you'll be happy doing it.
2: Oh my God, I mean, that's that—that is that's romancing and romancing an ideology of like an artist or ten that somebody likes, yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's where the good shit comes from. The good shit comes from truth.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And you know, when John Lennon. And Yoko did imagine that wasn't coming from fucking pain. It's coming from fucking love. Yeah. Like it was just true fucking love, and that's why we're singing that fucking song fifty fucking years later. You know what I mean? Like, no, I I, I disagree that it can come from pain. I think pain is a place that people often can get to a place of truth because they're in pain. Yeah. I think creative comes from
0: truth.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you have? Obviously, I'm sure you do. Uh, do you have any advice for um, the LGBTQ community who may come out to their parents and their parents tell them to get out of the house? Because there's a lot of young homeless youth in, in LA alone, um, which my sister started a foundation called the Happy Hippie Foundation. And um, one of one of the things that we did uh, right right before or after Christmas is we went and we got them all hoodies we got them all sweatpants we food had a party and they all got to come but it was all mostly lgbtq community Mm -hmm. and how can how what's your advice for somebody that somebody's parents who's homophobic and just awful as fuck says get the fuck out of our house what 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 do you do when you're starting from the ground up and you're a young kid and and you just Bared your heart out to your parents and they just they they just shoved you out the door. How do you? Where do you Listen, start?
2: At that's how- a A recognize that it's allowed for that to be painful. Like you know, every every human that is we're animals. Like being rejected by your parents because of your truth is devastating. Based on a bullshit fucking ideology that they grew up with. You know, I hate when parents use things like, I didn't grow up with this, fucking adjust, fuck you. Like, you know, but A, recognize it's okay to be hurt. B, recognize that the world is filled with love, thank God. Back to gratitude, thank God your sexual preferences are far more macro society wise accepted today. If you were born 100 years ago, your entire life would have been a lie, your entire life. Would have been a lie. You would have been in pain until the day you died. You just started the process of pure happiness. Even though you just hit the lowest point of your parents' situation, you're about to find your community. You're about to find your friends. You're about to find a new family. And oh, by the way, for eighty percent of you, your parents are going to come around too. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be six months from now. So for eight, you know, the reality is, is like you actually have just been through the hardest part. Actually, every day. If you're listening right now and this happened to you, every day forward is going to be better than the last day because you're past the toughest part, which is an ultimate animal devastation, which is rejection from your parents. Eighty percent of you are going to get them back and they're going to apologize, so that's going to be enjoyable. And 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 listen, for twenty percent, you know that's just life. Like like sometimes things don't work out the way we want, but we get to choose our our paths going forward. We don't choose our parents. We get to choose a ton. And it hurts, it's the worst, and nobody should say, nobody should ever say it doesn't matter, or oh, you can think like, just live, but recognize you're in control. Go find your love instead of dwelling that you've lost it in the short term from somewhere you looked for it. Right. And by the way, that's very important, Uh, that love thing is important for a lot of people right now who also, there's a subsection of your community that's listening right now that's in that world, the far majority of your community is definitely gonna resonate with the next part, which is somebody breaking up with them and breaking
0: their heart, right? Mm. So, all right, so give, give, give me the tea, <laughs> Gary. We've all been there. I'm giving it to you. How do you manage somebody breaking up? Tell me. It comes
2: from desperately understanding how lucky you are that it happened now. I'm yeah. not kidding, Noah. Like, if you actually understand, and listen, it fucking hurts. Especially when it's the first time, like all that shit. The first time, the first time you're deeply, deeply in love, like not kind of sort of like on some fun shit, but like deep, that one hurts like crazy. It happens, it's real. But A, recognizing, oh my God, this person, this person didn't feel the thing they needed to feel to spend the rest of their life with me, even though that hurts. A, that has nothing to do with you, which is completely the counter to what everybody does. Everybody self reflects, if I was skinnier, if I had bigger boobs, if I made more money, if I was on the football team, like everyone goes immediately into their self without realizing it's 100% the other person, not 99. And that there are billions of examples, of people that got broken up with, who then got much better, much happier, much deeper love, from the third relationship after that. So it's really taking the perspective that when broken up with, it is 0.0 on you. Now look, you might be out of control and like drink too much or so insecure that you like pressured the person out of the relationship because every time they even talk to somebody in the opposite sex, you went on some flip shit. Like of course there's accountability, but it's a great time to self reflect on did you come with positivity and love and value or were you being selfish and insecure and it's a great opportunity to say look this wasn't meant to be and deploying optimism actual optimism literally saying fuck even though the she was so hot and so nice the next eventually i'm going to get somebody better or or whatever it may be like i hate when oh god i get these dms all day but I'll never get anybody better. I'm like, there's eight fucking billion people in the world. I promise you, Ricky Thompson on your high school football team is not the hottest, coolest dude you'll ever meet. You're fucking 16, you know? And so like really getting people into the proper perspective and really not making it about self-dwelling and beating themselves up, but realizing it's bigger than that is a huge win. I promise.
1: Absolutely, and uh, back, back to your point, Gary. Of you know, living your absolute truth. I know with a previous relationships of mine. I would not live as myself, mm-hmm. and then it would it would create a domino effect of you know when yes. you try to live yourself, then there's these conflicts. So I feel like now, you know, with my wife, now we live exactly as who we are, and we've been together ten years, and we're happier than ever. You know, we there's no they're the best. We're growing.
0: Walk in their house, and it's like Love. balance. Just yeah, because we're, we're,
1: our energies are growing together. There's no, there's because you know your energy can repel. It's it's like family members that you don't like. The only reason this. why you still speak I to get them it. is because oh, you know, of the title of the family member. So again, if if they if you they weren't linked to you by family, you, they wouldn't be in your life, you know, universally. But again, you know, we have to realize why. Why are we here? We're here to feel physical things. We're here to feel love and pain and happiness and sadness. And the difference is, we we fight against it. We don't embrace it. We don't feel it as we should. And that, that's what I do now. If I'm feeling upset, I'm like, oh shit, I'm feeling upset. I understand the feeling of it. And then I turn it into a positive. Why do I feel upset? And I question it and I question it so much that it goes away.
2: I love it. Lou, on that point, uh, I, I think that's, I, I hope everybody rewinds that part and listens one more time to because that's exactly right. Uh, and unfortunately I have to go and FaceTime somebody right now in two minutes, but I want to say this one thing that I, it just hit me during this talk I just, first of all, I fucking loved this interview and I think a lot of kids are gonna benefit from it. Thank you for being on the show, first of all. I, this is a big one for me and I I haven't said it in a long time. It's something I said to my friend years ago and it changed his, completely fucking changed his life and I'm so pumped I remembered and you two have inspired me to go there mentally. Listen to me, everybody listen to me. Please do not spend, do not spend time with people that don't make you feel good. I'm telling you right now, if you're laying in bed right now listening to this, your best friend, your boyfriend, you like I'm telling you right now, cutting people out of your life who do not make you feel good. I mean, and when I say good, I mean safe. 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 You know what Lou it was just, you know what Lou was just talking about? He feels safe being his full self with his wife. My friend, safe. Not not he takes you to the best fucking parties and you feel fucking a list. That's not good. That's fake good. Not, not they compliment you. That's fake good. I mean safe. Don't make jokes behind your back. When they talk to their boys about you, it's respectful. When 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 your girlfriend she doesn't want she doesn't make you feel like if you don't buy her shit she's gonna break up with you. I don't mean fucking fake. I mean fucking real shit. Real good, and real good comes safe. For a lot of you, it's time for you to go back to your best friend from junior high. They might not be the coolest kid in high school, but you felt safe when you hung out with them. For a lot of you, it's time to call an old friend because they felt safe. We're all sitting around in our homes right now. I don't know when you guys are airing this, but I'm sure Corona's still gonna be going on. Go to your address book right now and go from A to Z and look at every name and every name that made you feel safe, safe. I want you to text them and say I miss you. Let's connect. Safety is happiness.
1: I love that,
0: bro. That was I'm literally tearing up. So let's end on that note. You can go to your Facetime. I love. I love you, bro. you guys. I can't wait you. to hug it Thank out you so soon, much, man. Thank you. Thank love. you for being on love in my videos. I'll talk Thank to you, you. soon. Man. See you. Love feel. you, Lou.
1: Love Bye. you. Man. Peace.